0: latest episode of The Spinsters Get Current. I'm not gonna lie, Jess and I are really terrible about keeping up to date on watching new releases. We are often a year or two behind unless there's something we have been dying to see or have heard some really good things about from other members of the horror community. But sometimes we get asked by friends and fans of the podcast of our thoughts on more current movies, but we often can't speak to them. For instance, uh, Jess is currently on a mission to finish the Japanese horror movie Iceberg, and I am obsessively watching 80s and 90s shot on video horror. So, case in point. So, these mini-episodes really help change that and get us up to date. The Spencers get current. We get to talk about some of the most recent horror movies, and you, dear listeners, will find out whether we love or hate them. So, be warned, there are spoilers ahead for the chosen film, which is Sissy from 2022. To celebrate, sincerely, Cecilia reaching 200,000 followers. Wow! I'm giving all of my friends fifty percent off my new bespoke non-allergenic therapy robes. Needed this to The World needs more people like you. Sissy? Oh my God! It's you! What's oh it been like twelve years? You remember me, right? Yeah.
1: I just can't picture myself without her.
0: I was thinking about you the other day, and and now here you are. You should come to my
1: hen's weekend. See them. die. Hey! Ah! Woo! So what's your thing? Are you like a model? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. She's yeah. an influencer. An influencer? Well, I, I'm more like a mental health advocate. I'm sorry, but I can't help but find it all a little bit ironic. Once upon a time, she lost her
0: mind and she tried to murder me. <laughs> Of people, <laughs> Sissy is preaching mental health. Cecilia, what are you? Rebranding? When we form a circle around ourselves, Oops. we are reminded that we carry with us an invisible boundary. No one enters but us. It's our very own safe space. And we
1: never, ever have to leave it. Hey friends, Cecilia is not as sincere as you think she is.
0: I am loved. I am special.
1: I am enough. Supposed to be me and Emma. That was supposed to be us. Stop the car. I am doing my best. Stop the car. is a Shutter release exclusive and it's an Australian film written and directed by Hannah Barlow. And it's essentially about high school best friends, Cecilia and Emma, who happen to run into each other one day, almost 10-15 years later. And Emma invites Cecilia to her Hen's Weekend Away. A Hen's Weekend Away is like a bachelorette party type thing. And when Cecilia arrives at this remote cabin, she is confronted with a bully from her past. And the weekend devolves into a story about revenge, about validation. So let's get into this film. Good
0: old sissy. So I looked up the writer and the director. So Hannah Barlow actually plays Emma as well in yeah. the movie. It was also co-written and directed by Kane Seen, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, but, and this is their first genre film, which I thought was really interesting looking at their IMDb, bunch of stuff I hadn't heard of, some short films, but first horror movie, this dark horror comic Comedy, and I think, Im- impressively nasty to be their first horror movie. So I was, I was, uh, I was uh, happy to see how kind of nasty and gnarly, you know, some of the kills were. So that was a pleasant surprise
1: on my end. Yeah, well, I had heard about this film, and I think one of the reasons why you and I chose this is because a bunch of people were talking about it on social media and saying how really good it was, and really want to check it out. And you know how you and I feel about checking out new releases that everyone says are so great and then we go and watch mm-hmm. them and we're just like, "meh, it was okay," you know. Mm-hmm. We've been we've been burned by a couple of 20 t- 22 releases, <laughs> but you know, so I remember like going into the, watching this very like cautiously because I'm like dealing whenever you're dealing with a plot about revenge against a bully and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, so mm-hmm. we know we're gonna get into some like sad stuff because yeah. bullying sucks. And watching this yeah. film for me, a couple things came up that I was like, oh, I remember yeah. what that felt like. <laughs> um, and then as I was like watching it also too, and I'm like, but there's also something else happening in this film that really pulls on that really dark satire about influencers and about social media and Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. was like a really interesting um add to this film which at times made me feel like the tone was different like you would get into mm-hmm. like this really sad series like you would be feeling for a sissy and stuff like that about what she went through being bullied and stuff like that and then it turns into this like is she a manipulative influencer that's really just like totally is she really a psychopath and that's what's happening and so i end up having like a lot of mixed feelings yeah by the time yeah. i finish this film That's
0: totally fair. When we first announced that we were going to be discussing this movie for this episode of Spencers Get Current, somebody had chimed in on Twitter about influencer horror and how they were feeling, quote, burnt out by it. Frankly, I had no idea what they were talking about, (laughs) (laughs) which is, again, why do spinsters get current so we can get up to date on current trends in horror? Because sometimes we are so far in the past. Yeah. (laughs) But um, I don't know, blissfully ignorant or am I just ignorant? But I didn't really know that there was like a big trend in these movies. I haven't seen any of them really like Deadstream, Spree, Influencer, Shook, like I just Googled influencer horror and I haven't seen any of these movies generally speaking so and I was like okay well what is this because again I'm almost 40 (laughs) I actually didn't know what an influencer was so like I had like a general idea Mm. that I could just like make up and figure out but I looked it up okay um because I had no idea what the fuck this was okay cool so yes (laughs) I will admit I have no I had no idea what it was But it's people that are on social media and they build a reputation for their, quote, knowledge and expertise on a certain subject or a topic. Obviously, they exert their influence, inspire or guiding others. I mean, the more followers you have, the more you can, quote, influence people. But then I looked up the national average salary for an influencer. This is American dollars, but Over $52,000 a year. But again, that, of course, depends on the size of your presence, how many brands you partner with, the success of their sponsor, and like all those other things. But I was like, do I need a new career? Um, (laughs) Uh, Wild. So this, I felt like that aspect of this movie was a way stronger present than the bullying aspect. The bullying was just a means to an end. To make the story of Sissy and her inf- quote influencer lifestyle be more profitable. So I felt like that was the more interesting aspect of this movie,
1: and I completely agree with you. And I think this is actually like a great starting point to like to kind of kind of go into this film and talk yep. about Sissy or sincerely Cecilia, our yeah. influence social media influencer. Because yeah, you're right. I have always been aware of. I didn't know there was influencer horror. Um, I've always I know about influencers because often they relate back to cults. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I knew you're going to bring that up because is... there's
0: other aspects of this movie that I have a feeling you'll have lots of feelings about. Oh, I had <laughs> lots of
1: feelings about um, this. But yeah, influencers often, um, you know, they are people who build this following on social media and a lot of them, and this is actually very problematic too, are unqualified in what they are preaching or, ed- or talking about on social yeah. media and it's, a pr- yeah. it's really problematic in the health movement and like, in you mm-hmm. know, um, mental health movement, like you've got these like online like Instagram therapists you've got people mm-hmm. who are just like you know promoting like spirituality and making them self spiritual leaders but then also promoting like um, health products and beauty products mm-hmm. that are actually kind of dangerous and this watching this movie reminded me of there's this podcast I listen to called Sounds Like a Cult and they mm-hmm. did the Cult of Goop Gwyneth Peltro's like, right, right. Women's health and stuff like that. And like, they have such <sighs> a huge following, and you're educating these people, like, you're out there talking to these people, and people are. Believing in these ideas, and they're jumping in, and they're becoming influenced, and they follow through. And what I really liked in this film was how Jamie, one of our characters in the film, like calls yeah. out Cecilia and be like, "You Absolutely. are unqualified to be yeah. talking to people about mental health issues," which we know because in the very beginning of the film, you meet two sides of Cecilia or C- yeah. Cece. You see her yeah. influencer, the image that she promotes to herself online. This she looks like she's stable and she's healthy and she's motivated, and, and then the moment she's off screen guts hanging out she's eating a pizza it's just disorganized everywhere and you're like she's not practicing what she's preaching Mm -hmm. like she's struggling with her own mental health stuff and i thought that was really interesting so i was like oh Cool, I can get on board with this film because, you know, yeah. that's something like I think, I've, like I said, I've seen Deadstream. It's another type of social media influencer horror film, and I remember it's like YouTuber stuff, like it's YouTuber stuff. Yeah. yeah, and I remember you and I watched uh, one about I think a year or two ago when it was um, the Audrey Plaza and Elizabeth Olsen. Like, oh right, yeah, like, yeah. England
0: goes west. I think it was. Yeah, not a horror movie, but yeah, no, right, absolutely. Yeah,
1: when you become like an influencer and in your whole life and your whole world is like validated by the fact that you're this presence online that people love and follow you.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it's the realities versus the facade of social media. I really liked that, how it opened. And here she is, this like clean and beautiful and well put together and balanced, sincerely, Cecilia, like this whole persona. Mm -hmm. And so much of social media is a persona. Um, And then you're right. She goes offline and it's a trash like she's I and I very much related to her actual real life <laughs> but like she's in sweats eating cold old pizza and watching trash TV and like her place is an absolute mess like yeah. dishes everywhere again I relate but you're right it's very dangerous and I do enjoy the fact that that deeply uncomfortable dinner table scene but it's really important because you have Fran who's an actual, actual. psychologist yes. <laughs> I love how she was just like very sweet and humble and not wanting to bring it mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. but the other people were like let's be really confrontational but it's true she's just and she kind of plays it off as like I'm just helping people like I've learned from my experience quote unquote and now I need to I really feel like I need to help others a part of this I actually can relate to with my own career less of the influencers Mm -hmm. but the power of social media like I was even looking the other day I mean I have my own business but I'm not constantly like posting about my business I don't spend hours creating quote content for my Instagram for my business but you know there's people that are going to do that and they're going to have very flashy very good looking social media accounts and since our world is run by essentially social media I nobody's going to notice me my little business with like actual an actual credentialed person this person on this Instagram is about cat nutrition and cat behavior you know unfortunately these days anybody can go and just take a nutrition course, even with humans, and just be like, "I'm a nutritionist now." Oh, with pets, I'm I'm a pet nutritionist. So I was like, "You are not." Mm-hmm. So these people, random people, can go and now start giving people advice. And of course, people don't like credentials anymore with human beings. They're not going to trust that Fran, the psychologist, or Kelly, the vet tech. They're going to trust. Sincerely, Cecilia, because look how authentic and genuine and kind and put together she is. She just wants to help us. Which we see in my mind is not necessarily the case. I don't think so. I think she likes to think that she is doing this to help others, but she's getting money. Yeah, if you're getting fifty thousand dollars, yeah, I care too. I'm gonna help you.
1: Yeah. Like, it's like she's getting sponsorship, she's getting mm-hmm. deals with celebrities. Like, even at that one point during that uncomfortable dinner, I can't remember the one other the the one character's name, but she was almost kind of fangirling about Cecilia being like, Oh, I can't believe that you have that yeah. go mask, um, people like sponsoring you and oh you had Chris Hemsworth like you know like it's yeah. just like you could see how easily like she was following into that social media that popularity trap and stuff like that and everyone else is yeah. like, kind of like or they're like and there's also that idea of like seeking validation for the amount of followers that you have because at one point yeah yep because you know the crux of this film is that Cecilia we know that she's doing this like she needs to sort so, sought some sort of uh, validation because of some trauma in her in her youth and because of the fact that she was bullied and she was bullied by this uh, young girl named Alex who was mm-hmm. who became her new her Emma her best friend her became her new BFF because you know young girls and stuff like that were really terrible with yep. one another and yep. she's clearly dealing with a lot of self-esteem and confidence issues yes. and stuff like that. Yep. And then she's confronted with her bully or someone that she feels a lot of guilt about what she did. And that's probably what motivated her to really seek out like this like healthy, clean living, and then of course continue to share that message and then believe it so much in herself that she's actually feels like she's doing something. But then yeah. she, she's actually confronted with the the point of her trauma. Like she shuts down and she's not really following through with any of her stuff, or she is, it's in this really weird this manical like it, when the way this film ended made me want to like stop back and think I'm like, was Sissy manipulating this the whole time? Because like mm-hmm. she know like mm-hmm. she's quick to like set all this yeah. up and all and then to be at the end of the film, have like written a book and now has a huge following and I'm just like, oh my god, it's gonna yeah. become a cult.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: oh absolutely. Everybody's gonna get their
0: own pink rope, yes. right? Yeah to fucking strangle themselves with. Really. Oh my god. Come on. Um <sighs> so Leaning into uh, the aspect of it that I thought would would have and probably really upsets you is her love and light vibes that she really emulates all of these self-affirmations that she keeps, you know, spouting on her social media, on her Instagram and on her everyday life. She brings her rope with her because she, she can feel super secure and safe and constantly doing these affirmations. So all these affirmations reminded me of your, one of your old bathrooms, Jess. Yes. Uh, that were a mirror Covered. surrounded by <laughs> affirmations. And I was like, this is spooky. It is. Um, <laughs> like it was just like Very kind of oppressive uh, to be around all of those as somebody, it's not my bathroom, right? But it just reminded me of that kind of lifestyle, right? Um, This, yeah, that kind of love and light and this, These affirmations and she, again, a facade of manipulation, because I Uh do think that she is a deeply manipulative person. I think she's coming from a place that she may not necessarily even realize that she's being manipulative, but she absolutely is. And maybe that is a response to that early bullying issues and the guilt and that kind of trauma. And that's just kind of how it's been manifesting. But I had a feeling that you might have some thoughts on uh, her, quote, lifestyle.
1: Oh no, I definitely had thoughts because I remember like myself trying to live that lifestyle, like trying yeah. like trying to be like one hundred percent this like kind, loving light individual The power of affirmations, like you know, at one point I was reading The Secret and I was all about manifestation. Mm -hmm. And it is kind of in its own way, it's oppressive because you're not allowed to think about anything dark or negative, or not even at times hold yourself accountable for your actions. Like you, you say like, "Oh, it's the other person's energy, it's the other person's vibe bringing me down." You're like, "No, it's me. I'm doing. I need to work through my stuff." And yeah, it also brought up some things about unqualified people being in. In positions of providing advice life yeah. advice and help or coping mechanisms for people who are dealing with trauma mm-hmm. it's I've had an experience I've had a couple experiences with people trying to help me work through my trauma stuff like that and they were not qualified yeah. individuals and they ended up doing more harm than good Gratefully, thankfully now I'm in a much better place and I'm, yeah, I'm a long time working ago. with a professional yeah. <laughs> through all of my stuff yeah. but this is why like that filmic like, that scene once again I'm going back to the character of Fran and just yeah. the, that dinner scene because like as a psychologist like as someone who's learning about psychology and stuff like that and understanding that like the complexities of the mind and human relationships and stuff like that yeah. that is just not can't always heal all your wounds in your body and stuff like that by constantly saying yeah. to yourself I am loved I am worthy yeah. like yes it's yeah. good to have positive affirmations about yourself in your life like it's good to believe in yourself and mm-hmm. you know call yourself yeah. a badass and things like that but there's also like another point to when you need to sit back and like deal with yeah. the feelings that you were dealing with and I felt yeah. like with Cecilia she had a lot of guilt of what was going on she had a lot yeah. of anger and she just wasn't yeah. dealing with that and that's not what at all I was finding and that's what I find yeah. what happens in the new in a lot of New Age stuff is that there's no dealing with any anger or darkness mm-hmm. in yourself it's not supposed mm-hmm. to exist in you you're supposed to purge it all out of you you're supposed to cut all those cords yeah. and it's, it's kind of toxic because no mm-hmm. one's actually really dealing with anything and that was what was like so frustrating about this film it's like you guys should just you need to like maybe have like group therapy or have like some actual communication and discuss yeah. of what's going on and this is why at one point in this film I do not like the character of Emma mm-hmm. played very well by the actor and director Hannah Barlow yeah. but yeah. like she's kind of the problem in the sense of be- between these two friends Absolutely. she doesn't communicate truthfully to any of to her friends and she's too mm-hmm. faced about it she tells you know I can't believe you're here, Cecilia. Thank you. Come to my bat. Come to my karaoke bar thing. Yeah, you know, from a bachelor totally. party. Come to my hen's weekend. I'm so happy you're here. We're best friends. This is so wonderful. And then when Alex calls out Emma for doing that, not even letting Alex know, you overhear her being like, "I didn't even know she was going to come. I'm like so sorry." And I'm like, "Own up to what you heard. To what you did. You yeah, have these two women yeah. who have this trauma between each other, and you're just yeah. instigating it, making it worse." Absolutely. Absolutely, and I mean, it was a long time ago.
0: I think if folks sat down and maybe had an adult suck, Conversation. I don't think Cecilia has gotten any help. I don't think Alex really got no. any help. I mean, she got really kind of messed up physically. Absolutely. Like, that was a pretty intense injury that she received when Cecilia hit her with the gardening hoe. Yeah, it's um, a gar- little gardening shovel, yeah. Yeah, right? I guess it's not a hoe, it's a shovel. <laughs> what do I know about gardening? <laughs> so, absolutely, she's got some, but then they, like, never talked again. There's not even a moment to even recover from that. Like, your kids, like, they're, you could, mm. you could recover from that situation but nobody's talking about it emma absolutely enabled this entire thing yeah and like don't invite people if you don't actually want them to come and being courteous like it was nice that she invited her to the engagement party that was a great night it was a good time leave it at that yeah but no wonder you know cecilia felt trapped and deeply uncomfortable. Like, what else are you going to do? Now you have to confront all of this. And that, I'm going to assume that it's not a healthy way to no. <laughs> no. deal with stuff, is to trap people into confrontations. So...
1: Like, you just know. You just know in that that things are going to explode. Like, we already know Absolutely. that Alex has a volatile personality. She's yeah. just going to say it yeah. as she's going to say it. And, she, and yeah. literally, that is what ends up happening. And once again, Cecilia is now in the situation where she's... In, like hurt Alex and possibly murdered her and then we just you know unclear of, like from that point in the film on we just know that there's no choice but for Cecilia just to continue Keep on going. with her, her killing spree or did she yeah. have a choice she really did have a choice like Jamie does yeah. kind of call her out and be like uh, you kind of did have a choice and she's like yeah. well no you guys cancelled me so
0: yeah Oh, God.
1: (laughs) That was an
0: annoying but I know relevant uh, thing that needed to be said because this is 2022, and that's the thing that people talk about. She's like, oh, you canceled me. He's like, sissy's canceled because somebody said that she was a psychopath. I was like, I don't know. She was, what, 10 years old? Like, maybe there's some extra stuff
1: after that that we're just not privy to as viewers in this movie. And also, like you said, Emma brought up a good point at one point being like, that was like, we were 10 years old. That was so long ago. But, like, clearly these are both women who need to have a lot to talk about and discuss about. And to really, for them to be like, yeah, you're right. Because, like, Sissy's not in that place to be like... She's still holding on to all of that trauma, all of that energy. And, of course, when she sees Emma back in her life, a new, like... Obsession mm-hmm. is up because she's obsessed over her best friend that she had lost from so long ago.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's seemingly unhealthy obsession with this mm-hmm. best friend um, from childhood. I think that, you know, that nice twist that Alex, oh, Alex is still alive. Wow. Being buried alive. That's yeah. awful. <laughs> it was um, a very shallow grave. <laughs> very shallow <laughs> But, you know, she then, of course, becomes this perfect scapegoat for this entire massacre. Oh, my like, God. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. I mean, obviously, I don't think that Cecilia meant and knew that was going to happen. But once we do see that Alex is there and I was like, yeah, this is this is how she's going to turn this around in her favor, which is manipulative. So she's using her trauma even still in even greater volumes for profit. Yes. Which is the other element about all of that, which is just, I think, really tasteless. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. What uh, so what would you say you liked about this movie? Let's talk about our like general like likes and
1: dislikes. So what I liked about this film um, It's a queer film, which is great Like You have uh, positive representation Of queer and alternative lifestyles In the film, so that's always really awesome It's an offbeat, dark satire I enjoy those, Um, the scenes with the pregnant Woman in the beginning of the film made me laugh um, Just because she's (laughs) like I'm just fucking pregnant here And I'm just like (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah I kind of, so one of the other things I liked about the film, but also kind of made me Have like mixed feelings around it, was the ideas of the aspect of the bullying in the sense of how it was showing that very complicated uh, growth experience. I think everyone has experienced both uh, men and women and uh, non-binary individuals where you have a best friend and then all of a sudden that friend of yours changes and starts befriending another friend but instead of like you know We're kids. We don't understand how people can have many friends and stuff like that. Like they drop you like a bad hat or that other, that new friend starts teasing you and starts bullying you. And it was like, I don't want to say I liked that. It reminded me of that experience. But mm-hmm. I did like that it reminded me of that experience because I had experienced that a couple times growing up in my in my, ch- in my childhood of, like, befriending someone or, like, best friends, and all of a sudden a new person comes in, mm-hmm. and then I'm, like, ousted, and then I got mm. bullied. And so it was, like... <laughs> so sad. It's sad. And that's where, like, yeah. when this film was getting into um, that aspect of, like, the bullying, I was like, okay, well, this is really interesting because, yeah, everyone's yeah. hurt, no one's yeah. innocent, Emma's just as culpable for that bullying, that having more yeah. kids, and the same with yeah. Alex like and really showing how complicated being a bully is but then it's like it sometimes it lent too far to trying to make Sissy seem too sympathetic and I was like I don't feel sp- yeah. but then I don't feel sympathy for her because of how she's like using all of that trauma to profit off it so
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah I like that that was, comp- that was brought in but then that kind of kept changing how I felt about the film that's
0: fair I mean bullying can come in all sorts of you know shapes ways and forms and severities I yeah. found What happened to be not very severe. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's gonna be a cause and effect, and things that happen in our childhood can very well affect us for the rest of our lives, whether we really like are cognizant of it or not. But I feel like the the severity of the bullying did not really translate well into for Cecilia anyways yes like so much I mean she latched out so then I'm starting to think that yes they made her too sympathetic not that I'm not sympathetic to mental illness but maybe she from the get-go even as a child had some stuff going on Mm -hmm. and again that we were not privy to but maybe I mean she reacted quite violently to just being called names and I'm not minimizing being called names, but I just found that it just wasn't the most realistic. Or maybe it was it is realistic. Putting together like the severity of the bullying with how violent she reacted, then every and then her
1: response for the rest of her life. I like it just I don't know, it just felt a little uneven. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm like pointing on. It's just like you wanna have sympathy, but it's too extreme. Like it just Yeah. Like yeah, I was I was bullied and teased as a kid and stuff like that, but I did not Invention ever or wanting to like actually harm my bully, um I just wanted them to not bully me anymore yeah, to totally. let me live my life right. And so that's why yeah, yeah. where you felt like you want to have sympathy for her, but then you're like, but wait, I understand, but that- yeah, your yeah response was too extreme, and now yeah. the response again is too extreme, especially because yeah. that response came out of the fact that Alex. It's like, you are presenting yourself to the world one way, when in reality, you are not that way. And that's deceiving people. And when she's uploading that video, is when she reaches out in violence. And that's like going back into that social media influencer protecting of that image. Like, she will go to great lengths to even murder Murder. her best friend of her youth. To protect her new identity, her her new facade. Yeah, absolutely. So so yeah, ups and downs a little
0: bit how I felt about that. Um, I think this movie looked great. Like there's this really fun, like fairy tale, dreamy feel to it, which makes me feel like in those moments, I'm like, I am seeing the world through Cecilia's eyes. Uh, yeah. Or at least the world that she wants to be seeing when she's like, grabbing out her pink rope and wanting to feel validated seen and heard and loved and whichever so I thought that that was really interesting that in the stark contrast of just reality which is like too harsh and bright or like too dark and it's just it was what's really interesting to see it made it for like a visually appealing movie I think the performances were pretty great yeah, so Aisha D as Cecilia I thought she was fantastic
1: great great work through through everyone there for sure I agree. I I liked all the actors. I was sad. I, I was sad about how each one of them died. I'm, I know. I, yeah. There was one scene in particular, with the bathroom scene. um Oof. Her death yeah. scene was really was really sad, but it was yeah. kind of an interesting kind of homage to the nineteen sixties French film Eyes Without a Face, when right. Sissy is wearing that face mask oh, and she doesn't yeah. like. And I was like, yeah. ooh, okay, like that's really interesting. So I thought that was really cool. And Jamie as a character, like he was annoying, but also truthful. I'm like, you're not wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I liked our cast of characters. I mean, people can be
0: shitty. Oh, yeah. And I mean, they're all talking about each other behind their backs and talking about poor Cecilia who's trapped in this situation why don't we have some sympathy for this poor girl that has wanted to come here to reignite an old friendship and make new friends because I don't I have a feeling she doesn't have many and her life is literally only her social media girls got to get some help and again this is not going to help Um, but I did like our cast of characters even though they could be dicks I thought that they were just all like really just like there's like a lot of charisma and Alex was just like this petty, insecure, hard ass. So, so I just not really like ever. I feel like Emma actually was the least interesting of them all, uh, at <laughs> <laughs> the least like just a little bit more beige. But I also like uh, I didn't uh, great to see a queer relationship. I generally usually like I like movies about female friendship, whether mm. they go bad or go well, it's because it's it's such a struggle for for women to make friends, maintain friendships and I think that I bring this up a lot in a variety of things that I end up talking about. Um, It's just it's our friendships are deeply, deeply important. So a part of me, yes, does have that sympathy for Cecilia because I mean, making good, solid, authentic friends is really hard to do. Even like when you're a kid, teenager, adult, almost forty, like this is still very challenging for us to, you know, maintain friendships. Life is hard, and people are guarded, and it's it's just challenging. So I always liked seeing like complex friendships and relationships like that because it's just so relatable. Do you, was there anything you disliked about the movie? Like like any hard nos that you didn't didn't work for you?
1: I understand why they had to show. The animal being hit and then later run over yeah, because they're gonna yeah. we're gonna see that later yeah. with Fran's death and like it's the yeah. humane thing to do, but is it necessary? I. I, I just, I don't like seeing animals die in movies. Like, you know. Yeah. Um. Like, there's points where the pacing of the film kind of fell off for me yeah. a bit. And so it was yeah. it was running a little long.
0: Yeah, I agree on that. It could have been a cool 80 minutes. It didn't need the scenes to be dragged out as much. Like, I get wh- where they were going with the story. Again, that could have been edited down a bit more to make it a little bit snappier. It might have actually made it make me like the movie more. It just was, like quicken up that pace a little bit because it didn't need to be drawn out. Like, we understood the the mission here we yeah. understand what you're trying to do we get it let's do this and
1: then there was some CGI that oh
0: <laughs> yeah they're like yeah. Uh, when
1: Alex gets shot in the head and it's like CGI blood spurred oh, out, and I'm yeah. just like mm, that wasn't great yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> give me my practical effects yeah
1: yeah <laughs> um, I know a
0: person I know multiple people they'll do it I mean so I get I'm gonna pull a Jess here and say something about the movie I didn't like that's not necessarily like a bad thing about the movie it's cause I get Why it's there. It is the energy, light, love, affirmation ship, because I think that lifestyle is so straight up bullshit. So it's hard for me to see it all the time. (laughs) When I was like the whole movie, I was like, I can't. This is hard for me to stomach. But I understand why it's in there. So it's like, it's that's fine. I'd, I don't like seeing that stuff. I don't like it. I don't believe in it. It's, it's some nonsense. But I think that aspect and so with that social media aspect is the most interesting and great part of this movie. But so I think they portrayed it well. So I was really so like even though it like it was hard for me to watch that stuff. <laughs> I mean, it made the movie much more interesting uh, to me. So any? Uh, do you have final thoughts on Sissy from 2022, a Shutter exclusive?
1: Like I said, this was actually for 2022 i enjoyed this film like i like i said i both like i liked it and hated at the same time too but i think it's a film that i will rewatch again because that has some really interesting elements in Mm -hmm. it once again about influencer horror but like as kelly said that that light and love narrative that online mental health thing narrative of just unqualified people giving out advice and creating followings and then people Falling mm-hmm. into it. the dangers of that, it, yeah. you know, it lends to that cult aspect as well. And then, of course, you kind of go back to that whole idea of obsession, like the whole single white female thing, like where mm-hmm. she's, you know, at the very end of the film when she says, when you see the very last uh, video clip of Emma and Sissy as children, and Emma's mm. like, "Oh, I wanted to have pink hair and a yellow little punch buggy," and that is yeah. literally what Cecilia has now. And I'm like, "Oh, yeah. so she wanted to be Emma." Like, is that what she wanted? She didn't just want to be herself or not grow up. She actually wanted to be her best friend. And I thought that was interesting. So, yeah, those were, like, my final thoughts around the film. Yeah, it had some, I think,
0: pretty great social commentary. And that's, you know, the shit... Definitely some shit that we love about horror movies. So I was really happy to to see that, and I you know I thought it was pretty good. I'm I'm in, I'm intrigued by this duo of filmmakers and interested to kind of see what they do next. I think it was a, a well very well put together movie. Did it blow me away? No, but did I enjoy watching it? Absolutely. And that's not always something that happens with me. So I was it was I think a, a fairly fairly good new release and, and
1: horror movies so I'm glad that we checked it out yeah same here so do you think we would recommend Sissy to anyone if uh, anyone asked for me uh, letterbox average rating for Sissy is
0: about a 3.3 I gave it actually a 3.5 stars out of 5 so slightly better than Fine, um, which a lot of movies are for me. But I would recommend this movie to folks. I think it's a good time. The kills are pretty gnarly. Like, the, those, some of those practical effects are really good. Yeah. Um, so surprisingly brutal. Well put together. Like, really, like, cinematography. Like, a lot of that stuff is just, like, a really good-looking movie. And the social commentary on it, it's very relevant, very hip and now.
1: So, yeah, I absolutely would recommend this to folks. I think folks would enjoy that. Grab some popcorn and enjoy. And I agree with you. I will echo those sentiments as well. The only thing is on Letterboxd, I rated it a 3, so I guess that would be considered fine in Kelly's books. (laughs) (laughs) But I would recommend it to other people, but I also feel like there are other films who have kind of done it better. And Mm. in thinking about Ingrid Goes West, I'm like, that was really well done. I really enjoyed how that uh, played out in the end. I would definitely recommend Sissy. I think it was a good one for 2022. It's not going to be on my top 3 for 2022, but... I think for a good movie to watch with friends, also people who are not horror fans, it Mm. would be good as well too because like the gore is not like the practical effects are good there is like the CGI blood but it's not too aggressive it's not too in your face Um, and I just think that it would just uh, someone who doesn't normally watch horror a lot would actually really enjoy the film.
0: All right, folks so that wraps things up for our latest episode of the Spinsters Get Current what do you folks think about Sissy from 2022? Let's chat about it on our social media and if you do want to follow us on social media cause yeah we're on there (laughs) but you'll never see the Spinsters on TikTok just saying search for spinsters of horror and we will see you folks next time in the new year uh, happy holidays and happy new
1: year yes happy holidays and happy new year bye